Hello. Welcome to this week's edition of the Africa Climate Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mbogwa. First, my sincere apologies. We couldn't run an episode last week, but here we are, healthy and grateful. This week, we are in Korogosho slums. Korogosho is one of the largest slums neighborhoods northeastern of Kenya's city center. It is home to nearly 200,000 people. We are precisely at the Kanan Bridge, where the Nairobi River separates Korogosho and Dandora suburbs, home to Nairobi's main dumping ground, the Dandora Dumping Site. Here, a group of youths known as Com Green has reclaimed a landfill by the Nairobi River. A recreational park now occupies the park, transforming the bridge, once known as a crime hotspot, to Korogosho, Haven, where the community finds rest. The park is her children's official playground, an acrobatic practice center. Approaching the slums, dusty bridge separating Dandora suburbs and Korogosho, the motorcycle stops at a blue gate on the left. A beautiful protected forest made of bamboo, fruit trees and well-kept grass transports you to a city that you would be forgiven to think it's out of Korogosho or Koch, as it's famously known. On your right, a graffiti slaps you back to realize you just entered a green city within the slum. Welcome to Com Green Recreational Park. The park was transformed from a landfill by Com Green Solutions, a community-based organization based in Korogosho, started in 2017 by youths, former criminals, and commercial sex workers, seven men and three women. Com Green Solution Chairman Frederick Okinder told the Africa Climate Conversations that the crime claimed too many youths' life. They needed a new life. An opportunity cropped in when a bridge connecting Dandora and Korogosho was being constructed. The 10 youths decided to use the savings that they had acquired to give back to the community they had taken so much over the years and protect themselves from falling back to crime. Here is Okinda on how the Green City started. We had been involved in the bridge construction that was ending, but we never wanted to go back to crime. But how would we keep ourselves busy? Hence, we came together as youths, had a dialogue with the community, the officer commanding station in charge of the area police station, and the area chief. They allowed us to clean up the river riparian land, known as a crime hotspot, and start a recreation park. We have transformed the area from a landfill to a recreational park. For now, it is the only green space in Eastlands, available along the Nairobi River riparian area. The community has an area they can hold their meeting. For now, security in Korogosho has improved 95% as we are the security now. The deaths have stopped along the bridge. We plant fruit trees in the park since what we are doing is for the upcoming generations. KOM Green hopes the upcoming generation will enjoy these fruits and hopes they will take up from there. Every Saturday, Children from the slums come to weed the ground while we mentor them on environmental protection. We do not want them to go through the challenges we faced. For years, Shalin Anyango, a 13-year-old pupil at St. Clair Primary School in Korogosho, feared going close to the river. Anyango told the Africa Climate Conversations that gang rapes, theft, and deaths were regular occurrences at the famous Cannon Bridge. A while back, it was scary to pass by the river. It was a dumping site and the water was pitch black. 
glass bottles would stab our feet while crossing, exposing us to diseases. The neighborhood struggled with cholera and dysentery. Rape cases were high both at day and night. It was not safe for us girls or our mothers to pass by the river by ourselves. Men will grab and drag women and girls to the landfill, beat them up, rape them, and leave them there to die. If one escaped rape, they will either be stabbed with a knife or their valuables snatched. Waste was everywhere as the neighborhood also dumped into the river. But today, the river is clean. There is a good bridge, the riverside is a park, fewer diseases plague the neighborhood today, and it feels safe to walk here. People come to relax at the park and take beautiful photos without a worry. Today, there is a gate that leads to the park, making the riverside safe. No criminal will dare enter the park because they know they will be beaten up and arrested if they did. The National Council for Population and Development notes that Kenya has the third highest teen pregnancy rate with 82 births per 1,000 births. Most affected are girls aged between 10 to 19 years. During COVID, Anne Wangoi, an acrobatic trainer, told the Africa Climate Conversations that the situation got worse due to increased poverty rates, idleness, and confinement. Comgreen offered her some space to train both girls and boys in acrobatic skills to not only keep these teens busy, but protect them from early pregnancies. COVID. During COVID, children were idle in the villages. Together with acrobat trainers Robert and Okinda, we thought it best to keep them busy through acrobatics. They allocated me space at the park in April. After the session, we openly discussed life issues and their challenges and advised them to listen to and respect their parents. The major challenge was girls involving themselves in early sex life. Often, they will practice what their parents do at night. I had a child while young, and I will not want them to go through the challenges I have gone through. Hence, why I am giving back to my community through what I love most, acrobatics. There are many challenges. I would like for the children to be exposed to opportunities beyond Korogosho. If someone knows of events the children can attend, I will be humbled if we are notified. I am training 10 children, but during training time, over 30 children join. For now, we have no costumes, but Nema had promised to buy us costumes to use while attending events, but I have not gotten them yet, but I hope I will soon. We have been training since April this year twice a week on weekends, during school time, and four times during holiday. COVID-19 disrupted social gathering. For 13-year-old Anne Wanjero, a class 7 people at Daniel Komboni Primary School in Kariobangi was frustrating. She had joined acrobatic training at the age of 10, inspired by a schoolmate sponsored for her skill. But COVID regulations shattered her hopes for a better future. But she heard that some training was happening at the recreational park, and like hundreds of other girls, she wanted in. Here is Wanjiro on the hopes acrobats offers. It inspired me to join acrobats, study and practice hard. I realized that someone could notice my efforts and sponsor my education. I joined acrobats while 10 years, another lady was teaching us. But after the COVID pandemic started, we stopped. I was disappointed because I had stretched enough. I wish COVID did not happen. Sometimes, my family sleeps hungry if my mother does not have money to buy food. I have thought of finding a job for myself, but the teacher encourages us to soldier on. She is a great inspiration. 
I heard of the acrobatic session at the park, talked to the teacher and enrolled. My friend got pregnant, but I want to study hard to become a doctor when I grow older. I hope to get my parents out of Korogocho slums to a better neighborhood. Landfills are a significant source of greenhouse gases. As piled up waste degrade, it emits methane, carbon dioxide, nitrogen dioxide, among others, contributing directly to global warming. However, dumping sites are a substantial economic source for many living close to them and many. Okinde says that the Nairobi River brings with it metal, plastic and other valuables they collect and sell to recycling companies before dumping the rest to the Dandora landfill. Dandora dump site is the biggest dumping site in Kenya. We are a few meters away from it. We never knew waste is money. We would clean up the river, then liars with the county ward admin for the waste transportation to the dumping site. But today, after cleaning the Nairobi River, we sort the waste first. Metals, plastics and other valuables that can be recycled, we sell them off to recycling companies to earn us a living. The rest is what we dump to the dumping site. We used to earn some cash from the Nairobi County office, but the income stopped. Then we would clean up the river daily, but now we clean it twice a week since the team consists of a few volunteers alone. We hope in future people of goodwill will support our efforts. Africa is one of the last places on earth to urbanize. But as cities grow, green spaces provide the cooling cities require. Annabel Nyole, an urban planner and green space network coordinator, told the Africa Climate Conversations that the spaces provide social spaces for the rising population. Here is Nyole on why more green spaces are important. Basically, public spaces do really serve to the critical well-being of communities and the critical well-being of people um, because people have more needs than just being in a house. People have social needs, people have um, health needs, and public spaces are the key to this. Um, especially now, uh, during the pandemic, there's been so much that, that has really gone on and it's really shown the necessity of having public spaces. Uh, for example, <laughs> I'll just give a personal example. Um, during the pandemic, um, on, on one on a Saturday, I tried to go to Karura and there was, there was traffic to get into the park. And this is because um, people are looking for somewhere that they could go, take a walk and be in touch with nature. So green spaces provide a place for people to be able to go, to interact with each other, to be able to um, have their social needs needs attended to and also it also creates an aspect for economic activities to take place through the social gatherings and there's also this um, perception of green space or public space as something that should be for a certain class or a certain um, level of neighborhoods but really it's so critical that um, this um, low-income neighborhoods actually have spaces where they could go um, and interact with other people because imagine uh, living just in a, in a confined room without sunlight and without space it really has a lot of um, negative impacts that can have health impacts um, restriction in interaction and it also really affects someone's productivity so um the importance of green spaces is really threefold and it has such a huge impact in, in all of us and it really 
generally um, contributes to improved quality of life for each and every individual in the city. Okinda and his friends volunteered to clean the river and maintain the green spaces, but Okinda says it comes with numerous challenges. Comgreen once benefited from the Nairobi County Ngarisha Gigi Clean the City initiative, but that source of income dried up. Here is Okinda on the challenges they face. Challenges the challenges are many. We are parents, hence have children at home who need food, school fees and clothing. Earning an income is a massive task as we are volunteers. Also, cleaning the river has its challenges. People use millions to build houses, but direct all the human household and sewer waste to the Nairobi River. Abortions take place, and those fetus wrapped in paper bags are dumped into the Nairobi River. So far, we have recovered and buried 37 infants in a grave by the river. While cleaning the river, we are at risk of infections due to numerous hospital waste like syringes and others that we encounter, exposing us to infectious diseases. We are planning to start a nursery growing bamboos and fruit trees such as avocado. Getting seedlings has become a challenge, but Kathy Watson from the World Agroforestry has been very helpful in sourcing seedlings. Green Spaces Network has been working to capacity build grassroots organizations like Comgreen to green up city spaces. Comgreen won the 2019-2020 Changing Faces Prize of 100,000 shillings, which has helped the youth start up a car wash, generating an income for the group. What other achievements have Comgreen achieved here is Okinda? We joined the Public Spaces Networking during the 2019-2024 edition and we were competing with 144 teams all over Nairobi. We were the overall winners and were awarded 100,000 shillings. We are grateful that we managed to purchase a water tank and a car wash machine. The car wash is one of the group's income activities. The project has empowered women from vulnerable families in Korogosho and 150 sex workers through the Bilha organization trained in carpet and joinery. Together, these ladies, all four cohorts, have been trained and secured employment. They are earning a living and inspiring other children in the slum by proving that there is no job that is a domain for the men or women. Access to finance is crucial for Okinda and his group to keep doing what they love to do. What is the future? Here is Nyole on the plan to support the group in the future. In this edition of the competition, we partnered with UN Habitat, Nairobi Metropolitan Services, and Dreamtown, which is a Danish nonprofit organization. And they really supported in phase one of the competition, even going to phase two. We kicked off phase two with this workshop. And this workshop was to enable the people who are transforming these spaces to think further, to create visions for themselves. What vision do they have for this space? What steps can they take? Who can they partner with? And what would be the first steps for the implementation? So basically, we're helping them think further than just transforming this space to how they can implement this, this space and actually ensure its sustainability, like you mentioned. And one of the key aspects that we're looking into is to having sustainable economic activities in these spaces. For example, for Comgreen, one of the major um, factors that they looked in, at in their implementation plan is the activity they actually currently have ongoing, which is urban farming. During the phase two, they're also going to get a moderate amount of funding for them now to compete. And the, and the best team out of the five that are in phase two actually going to 
go to the World Urban Forum in Poland. And um, in phase two, they get um, a moderate amount of funding, which is $1,000. And this money, they're able now to create a way of having their vision sustainable. So one of the examples was the urban farming. So they're going to have at least some money, some seed money for them to take up an activity like urban farming. And through that, they're able to get vegetables that they could sell and to help them continue the activities. The other major plan that they also had was uh, having a tree nursery and this tree nursery was really a huge aspect because if once they get the first um, set of seedlings they're able to propagate tend to keep um, creating them and they, they can be able to sell these seedlings to other teams to companies and to all that and we act as a link to this that anyone who wants to partner with these teams we're able to help them to come together to connect these community groups with other private companies and with also other organizations that can help them further to go on with their dream. So for example, through this tree nursery, they'll be able to get some, some economic you know, output that they can further invest back and also be able to create a sustainable uh, source of income for themselves as they keep transforming this space. And before we sum up this episode, Okinda has some advice for the youth as Kenya heads to its general elections next year. My, final word. My advice to the youths, get out of cocoons preventing you from moving forward. Do something that is beneficial to your future and giving back to your community. Let us not depend too much on politicians. I know it's almost elections. They plan to come to the grounds and use us as youths. At KOM Green, we have said no. If they cannot support our projects, we do not need them to use us. We need to work together to uplift the communities but not because of the politicians. The government needs to support the youths on positive projects to support environmental protection measures. And that is all we had today. Join me again next week as we head to Narok in Kenya. We will be talking about sustainable charcoal production. But remember, there are many other episodes available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and our website, www.africaclimateconversations.com. And I'm welcoming you to have a listen. We also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Kindly follow us and let us interact there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week on Tuesday, Kwaheri, my name is Sophie Mbogwa.